Duke's defense helped them win in hostile territory against Virginia Tech, but will it be enough to beat Carolina in the big first-round matchup between the two top 10 programs? Kenton and I talk about all of that here on Locked on ACC. You are Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked on Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to the pod from anywhere in the audio world, as well as our YouTube page where you can subscribe and get in our content action. Join our community and talk to us because we certainly love to talk back. We've got a full slate today talking about a little Duke, a little Carolina, a little bit of portal updates and all in between, a little women's basketball. You just never know how we're going to hit you. But the most important thing is we are going to give you the best news when it comes to ACC. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, Kitten. I know it's going to be hard for us, but we must do it. Talking about Duke. Picked up a good victory against Virginia Tech on the men's basketball side of things and went into a place where they were sitting at one and six when it came to beating the Hokies in Blacksburg. But good defense and just want to certainly put them over the hump. You know, good defense, want to, and also some other guys showing up. I mean, you have to have. In a game like this, where you're going into a tough environment, where you're going into an environment that, regardless of what you say about Blacksburg, those fans are going to show up. And with that being said, you need you need guys to show up in a moment like this, like a Ryan Young. Like that's that's the type of performance that you look at and say, hey, him off the bench means a lot to this team. Obviously, Jeremy Rose doing his thing means a lot to this team. This Duke team coming off coming off of a, a pretty good win in their last game as well. You really needed to not sleep and not overlook anybody going into the Battle of the Blues. They took care of business as they needed. A hundred percent for those that aren't familiar or have been sleeping on the basketball season so far. Duke came off a big win, a 72-71 victory against Clemson. It was a little controversial. Coach Brownwell certainly wasn't in his feelings. And maybe too now that we've listened to him talk about it, it's really he wanted it for the kids because you know, whenever you get to go and play in in Cameron Indoor, it is such a great time. And for whatever, you know, reasons to come up with the Nell, you figure out how to move forward. But Duke certainly could not look past this Virginia Tech team. They gave them all they got. But I will agree with Kitten here that not only was defense certainly strong for the Blue Devils, it was just simply Virginia Tech not being able to make clutch shots, right? You don't hit yeah. your free throws in the clutch. Free throws, I can't emphasize enough how frustrating it is to see teams not be able to make free throws in the clutch. You miss your last three shots, attempts at the line, and then, you know, you're missing some wide open threes, missing, you know, smoking some layups, and that'll do it every time, especially against the top 10 team. Absolutely. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, and I'll tell you this much. 
for as much as people talk about, you know, Padula and Couture and, and all that they are, Padula has a little bit of that uh what what's that guy's name for Syracuse? I want to say I know it was Nitzel from Michigan State, but it was a guy from Syracuse that and he's on Bayheim's ball is in the tournament every year. It was a it's a, a forever orange girl knows the answer to this question. I know Buddy she will. No, I'm just kidding. No, not but it, it's it's another dude, but it's a it's a white guy who could shoot the blood off the ball, but he just he never knew when enough was enough, you know. He never knew when, like, all right. Joe Girard, I, I know you're at Clemson teammates. now, but dang, no, I'm just kidding. It's not him either. It, it's 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 a I can't remember his name for the for the life of me, but it's always that moment that that moment where it's like you have teammates you can pass the ball shooting four for fifteen. You shot your team out the game, brother. And I get it when you are the guy that he is. You have that green light in perpetuity. And Mike have the has the confidence in him, and yeah. that's the other part of it. Like when your Absolutely. coach is like, it, it, "It's is it giving me a Caleb Love flashback?" I don't know. I don't oh, know. Boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy! Here we go. Where you can shoot yourself in games, you can certainly shoot yourself out of games. I think Padula just, you know, maybe with the crowd energy, he thought he could get himself going, but it really just wasn't there. And Hunter Gator, like I said, smoking layups when you had to make them clutch shots. It just wasn't great for them. But, you know, credit to MJ Collins and Lynn Kidd for trying their best to keep them in the game. Like, they, there were some people that stepped up in big ways, to your point of saying Duke had some really good team, some really good guys stepping up as well. Ryan Young, who's had a limited role this season. You had McCain stepping up as well. And, you know, we saw a little bit of a roach, remnants of roach of old in terms of Jeremy Roach being able to make some clutch baskets and really command that team. Um, throughout that second half. Yeah, we saw that Jeremy Roach that was considering entering the draft. We saw Stop that guy. Stop it. What? That, oh, okay. So, you, God uh, knows. This might be the Shade Room podcast because it's giving. I'm wrong for saying he finally looked like an NBA player out there? No, but it's the fact that you said he was going to like consider the draft and like he, he had no and he had no business. So now who's being shaped? Now who's being shaped? I said he looked like an NBA player. And you sat up here and said he had no business doing Last season? I mean, there's plenty of people that, you know, are really high on themselves that I think are one. It, to, how do I put this? Elite Fine. play. Fine. <laughs> Come on. Elite play is just another level. And so when I when you talk to me about the elite, the creme de la cremes in the NBA, and then you tell tell me about guys who are really strong collegiate players, I'm like, cool. But sometimes just you gotta be a cut above. And there's a certain people that just aren't there yet, but or uh, might never be there. That's not their that's not their testimony. And you know what? And you know what? <laughs> I, I think that again, Jeremy Rose showed up and showed out in this game, and I'll tell you what. If he can shoot the jump shot at the level that he did in this one in the NBA, which, of course, nobody's expecting him to be an 80% three-point shooter for his career. Nobody's expecting that. But if he can come anywhere close to that, that's where you say, oh, okay, this might be an NBA player. This might be a ball player to get, you know, get him some run, do him a little something. Yeah, Because before, like you said, had no business this game. I can see it. I see the vision. I don't. I'm not saying whether or not I agree or disagree with the vision. I at least see the vision. 
he definitely has to get healthy if he wants to continue to make a run, but they'll have plenty of time to do that as they talk through the UNC-Duke matchup, which is what we're going to get into next. We know that that is Battle of the Blue Bloods, which, you know, for a lot, for all intents and purposes, is back to being relevant to national programs who are in the top 10. And we know that this is only so it's so close it's not even funny they're only divided by about 45 points out of the 750,000 that they've dropped into this game but we're going to remind you about just why this might be important in round one for both programs but first passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led lights and more with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find what you're looking for. With, with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Honestly, I'm about to be on eBay Motors because with the way the dealership tried to play me in an oil change today, you know when you go to the dealership and you're like, all I want is my oil change. Yeah. And they say, oh, you need a new carburetor, you need, you need new coolant, you need new tires, you need rotation. The brake pads are wearing down, yeah, everything. I said. You need alignment, you need this, you need that, and you know what I did? I walked right out. I said, I'll change the oil. I said, change I oil. Said. But you know, I went right outside and called my daddy. I sure did. And I went, I'm just a girl. Why are they trying to get me? I'm just well, that, a girl. That's what it is. These dealerships see women walk in and they're like, oh, boys, we got an $80 oil change on our hands, fellas. $93. I said, oh, don't play with me. I'm calling my daddy right now. I'm calling my daddy right now. $93 for a Honda oil I said, I'm calling my daddy right now. Stop playing with me. But that's either here nor there. My point in saying this, because it, it ties, right? Sometimes you feel like... I need to get into the mechanic business. I need to get into the mechanic <laughs> All you want is a simple fix. You just want to mm-hmm. be quick and easy. It never quite seems to be just that. And that's exactly what I feel like is going to be round one for UNC Duke. It's not going to be quick and easy. It's two teams that have definitely tried to figure themselves out, find their identity, and it's taken a while, right? UNC has certainly been in the news more prominently than Duke this past season. They're sitting at number three while Duke is at number seven. But Duke did what they needed to do by beating Virginia Tech. I think I would not, if I'm a Carolina person myself, would not have wanted to face a pissed-off Duke team that maybe got taken by the Hokies. So I think this one is going to be – throughout the record books per usual. It's going to be bucket for bucket, but who is going to step up? And that's the biggest part for me. It's going to be somebody we're least expecting. This could be Elliot Cadeau's breakout game. These two teams hate each other. Yeah. They hate each other. And that's that's what rivalry should be. Rivalry should be. I don't like you. You don't like me. I think you're not as good as I am. You think I'm not as good as you are. We genuinely don't like each other. And I wish that Okay, I'm gonna say this, and some people are gonna get mad at me, but go. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it ride. I wish, mm-hmm. I wish that there were more basketball rivalries take on a little different life than football rivalries. 
Mm-hmm. And I wish there was a little bit more football to this. One. You know what I mean? A little bit more violence, a little bit more. I really don't like I like there's like something different. Like with basketball, there's like this. I don't like it, but there's a mutual respect thing. And football is like, no, I, I hate everything you stand for. Well, and, and, you know, football, a couple screws loose. You know, you have to have a couple screws loose to like oh, voluntarily want to go out and beat somebody up every single play. So there's that. But I mean, have, have we forgot Montrose and the cut eye recipes to my dog, right? Have we got a, forgot about Tyler Hansborough and Gerald and the bloody nose? Like, it's been intense, right? There's been some, some, some I will say in recent years, they all are homies. They do TikToks together. Like, this generation is lost, but fine, whatever. All I'm saying is, I think it's going to be an Elliott Cadeau breakout game. I'm calling it now. I feel like he he needs that little rile up. He's been waiting his wait, waiting patiently, getting guidance from Marcus Page, and here it comes. R.J. Davis is going to try and do his big one, but he's going to be well defended by Duke. But Elliott Cadeau is going to really be that floor general. I know that Marcus Page is still alive, but Elliott Cadeau feels like Marcus Page reincarnated, right? Like, he feels exactly like Marcus Page did his freshman year. What? Okay, freshman year. Okay, okay. I, I yeah, he's a true freshman. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to compare freshman him to senior Marcus Page. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's not fair. He is exactly that. He can distribute the ball. He knows how to run everything at the pace. He lets RJ play off the ball and all that. But he just, when they come to finishing this up, it's a little tough. It's a little tough. And then you look on the Duke side of things. He's finding it. He's finding it. He is. He is. And then you look on the Duke side of things, and you're surprised because this team is, it's, you know, what Katy Perry said, you're hot, then you're cold. You're yes, then you're no. You're in, then you're out. You're up, then you're down. You get Kyle Filipowski looking like the second coming to Dirk Nowitzki. And then there's games where it's like, "Mm, what's going on? You get Jeremy And I will give Jeremy Rush this. His three-point shooting this year, phenomenal. Yeah. He has he has done something. He's found something in his game that, again, that will get a 6'2 guard to have a long career in the league, the ability yeah. to hit that three ball. He has found that. But then you ask yourself, is he is he going to play a little out of control? You look at Proctor, you say the same thing. He has those games where it's like, that's an NBA guard right there. He's got all the tools. He's got all the things. And then he had those moments where he's just like, who is this? Who are you, man? And so this this game, mm-hmm. to me, is, is going to, like you said, come down to, number one, the guys who are the unheralded heroes showing up. But number two, somebody's star has got a star. I think round two could be a war of attrition where it's blow for blow. You don't know who's going to do what. I think in this first round, it's going to be about somebody's star showing up and saying, hey, you're not – I'm a Maybach. You're a 300 C. You look like me till I pull up, buddy. It's going to be one of those games. And we're going to see. We're going to see if it's Armando showing Kyle. Hey, if I got to get ready to learn Spanish, you got to get ready to learn Italian because you ain't going to nobody league either. If it's going to be RJ Davis getting showed up by Jeremy Rochebrock, it's going to be so. Is it going to be Harry Ingram? Going from the second you pick, coming to this You pick a new name for this man every show. And I'm crying. Harry uh, Harrison. Uh, I'm going Har- to call him Harry. I don't know what you want from me. I'm going to call him Harry. Harrison. Okay. I'm going to call him Harry. I, you know what? All right. All right. Here's, here's – I'm a man of my word. If he personally requests that I call him Harrison, I'll give him that. 
Now, William is still William. I'm not calling that man Mac. But, uh, yeah, Harrison, for sure. Hey, if you want to call him Harry, I don't think he's going to call us up. I could care less. I just, I just found it funny. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Harrison, Harrison is the type of, you know, he got that dog in him that I think you talked about a little spice. He could bring yeah. it. Yeah, and, and you know what? And you know what? I love a tough physical edge. I don't have a rooting interest in this game. Okay, I really and truly don't. I just hope everybody has fun. Both teams lose. Okay, I heard you. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. (laughs) If I'm rooting for the asteroid, you don't need to tell the fans that. You don't need to tell them that. Our listeners do not need to know that. That that don't matter. No, but seriously, in this game, I want to see good basketball because at this point, you know how those people did the video talking about Lamar Jackson, save us. Please save us. That's how I'm looking at these two teams right now. Because the rest of the ACC, we are all looking like hot cross buns. This is it's <laughs> just not looking good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is wrong with you today? Um, you're not wrong. Syracuse actually isn't bad, if I'm going to be honest. No? Okay. I'm trying to find it. Virginia. Some people are a little high on Virginia saying they're, they might be in the national championship game. Just so you know, that's what our comments say. I'm just letting you know. Final four, if not, if or bust. Final so, four or bust? I'm just letting I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a woman of the people. We'll call this season Jamarcus Russell because, baby, this is the biggest bust you ever going to see. <laughs> Things could change on a dime. You never know with this Virginia Tech team. You've said it. Virginia, Virginia. I mean, I get the tech in there. Virginia team, you said it yourself. So we could try, find it. Who knows? It's a different ball game. That pack line defense, you know, I'm going to let you do these ad reads, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Or you could be right in the mix, okay? Some of us will be attending and doing all the things. Now, only you can get a nice Super Bowl bet with Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, we are going to land the plane because we always have to. Kenton Gibbs is talking through some ACC hoops news, and we're preparing for round one of UNC Duke, correct? And we feel like it's going to be a good one. As the week progresses, we will give you a great opportunity to tell us who you feel like the matchup is going to be best for head-to-head, as well as give you some, of course, Football updates, portal news. Miami apparently so far is getting a you know a head start on getting things right in the portal. We'll rank who is probably the best of the best when it comes to our ACC school. We don't want to leave you guys out, as well as giving some early, way too early, entirely too early predictions. But it, things are shaking, right? Ken, I don't know if you want to give update on the Miami portal news, but the people need it. So, you know, Miami got a big-time commitment from a uh, community college defensive tackle that is, you know, said to be one of the best in the nation. 
But all in all, the rankings for the portal out of the ACC so far go as follows in terms of our top five teams because Miami is just barely on the outside of that top five. And they're on the outside of that top five because of a new addition in in Cal. You've got FSU at number four. You've got the University of Louisville at number six. You've got NC State at number 10. Syracuse at number 22. Cal. At 26 is the fifth ACC team. And, of course, Miami at 30 is just barely, just barely outside of that group. Um, and, and I think, honestly and truly, I don't think people are giving Louisville their proper credit because this is a team that went to the ACC championship. And if they address that quarterback position, and granted, you're miss, um, Thrash is going to the NFL now. That's a hell of a receiver that you're losing. You're losing a lot of talent, but you got one of the best edge rushers in all of America in Aston Gelati coming back. You have a ton of talent on that team that is going to be returning. Lots of guys who've experienced being right on the precipice of winning at, of, of potentially what would be in this year's season, a playoff, a playoff, um, playoff birth due to winning the ACC and they, it was so close they could taste it. Last year might have been their knock on the door year. They might kick the door down, but nobody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about how great FSU has come on late in the portal. Everybody's talking about how good NC State's been. Everybody's talking about how Fran and, and company up in New, New York have gotten things rolling in Syracuse. But I'll tell you, Louisville has not even quietly, they very loudly put together one of the best portal classes that we are seeing. People said you were a little too hard on Tyler Chuck. I'm just letting you know what the people said. They said you were a little too hard on the quarterback position. Don't yell in this mic because I'm it's loud in my ear. But all I'm letting you know is people say you need to relax. Find quarterback it. is the only position where you can constantly underperform. And because some website told everyone you were good five years ago, people still believe it. Maybe you just need the right system. You know, everything is system. Brock Purdy is going to the Super Bowl. Come on. Mr. Irrelevant is going to the Super Bowl. Let me quote my good sis, Maya Angelou. Oh, my okay. God. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Let me throw a little bit of Kenton on it. Or hell, even the second time. Okay? Because now we're at try number three. We're at try number three. And I'm not going to yell because I know you're sensitive. I want you to get sensory overload. But I'm that boy is the equivalent of Nicki Minaj's Bigfoot disc. Oh my God. It's mid that we all saw coming, and yet mid that's still here nonetheless. Don't do, don't, don't do my, don't do my girl like that. She's not my queen. She got, she needs some help. Forever gonna love the monster track, but uh, yeah. I feel Listen, I, she got some classics. The game is faster by a little bit. I think she needs to go tap into Roman. I like when she gets Roman. She is Deion Sanders with the Ravens right now. That's who she is. Okay. She's honestly, Jim Harbaugh with the Ravens, right? Like, okay. All right. Don't disrespect Jim Harbaugh like that. Don't disrespect him like. Did that. you watch the game I watched? Don't disrespect him. Like that play calling was terrible. The offense coordinator terrible. That, that's on Ty Monkey. That's on. You know what? See, we getting off track. We getting off track. Now, Stay on I, track. I, I, I've I've said my piece. 
I've said my y'all ain't finna tell me that Tyler should again, like I said, if he does that, just give me 25 touchdowns, 25 touchdowns and less than eight interceptions. And I'll get on this show. Okay. And I'll eat my words. Literally, I will eat Olive Garden. <laughs> I will do it. Hey yo. Uh... You will, and I'll, I'll I will cash out and make sure we watch. We will have an but, Olive Garden dinner date here on air live. But when it doesn't happen, cause it won't, mm -hmm. it won't. You want me to buy you McDonald's? Okay. Oh no, I need you to eat a bacon dinner on there, Miss. <laughs> oh, Wendy's is so terrible. I need you to get that bacon dinner ready, and no, you can't have one of those uh, strawberry lemonades to wash it down either. Nope. You're fat <laughs> for that. <laughs> Said what I said. You're Do we got a deal or what? Do we, we got, got a deal, deal or what? Even swap, no swindle. There we go. All right. Woo! Let me pray for my cardiovascular health. That's fine. It is what it is. All right. Let's just wrap this one up because I, I can't. I'm trying to be serious, but I'm losing it. Either way it goes, we have a lot of portal conversations to have throughout the offseason as well as just where our teams we feel like are going to end up based on the improvements, based on spring ball, based on what you know the, the rosters look like. And so we'll have all of that for you. We'll end here because, you know, there's five minutes of people that actually do love this thing, ACC women's basketball. If you missed the weekend, you missed some good ones, okay? Just so you know. A little up, a couple upsets, a couple, hey, where you been? We've been right here. Virginia Tech held it down against Syracuse. Mm -hmm. So kudos to them for being able to win against arguably the best team on paper, which is Syracuse in the ACC play. But the Hokies reminded them that Elizabeth Kidley is still that girl. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Kidley is a Naismith uh, watchlist, a Naismith player of the year watchlist player for a reason. Georgia Haymore is, you know, she has the keys and she is the guard that gets that she she is the one with the um, she's the person that pours the sugar in in the Kool Aid. But Kidley is the one with the ladle stirring the drink. She's the one that, you know, make sure the flavors get in right. And so that's, they're a good one-two punch and, and they, you know, got it done against Syracuse here. One-two punch after the Kool-Aid. That, that was good. All right, Virginia and North Carolina. Virginia with the upset, upset, excuse me, 81-66. North Carolina is just really that hot and cold, like you mentioned, team. They're very inconsistent. When they're good, they're great. But when they're bad, they're terrible. Yeah. But you know what? And this goes to what I was talking about with with Duke's men's basketball not overlooking, um, not overlooking Virginia Tech, because that's clearly what happened with this North Carolina team. How you let this Virginia team who had one win in conference, one win in conference all year, upset you before this matchup against NC State is beyond me. But I will say this, Virginia, who are you? <laughs> two and seven in conference, and their two wins are against Florida State and UNC. Yeah. What what's going on up there in Charlottesville? They only want to play some ball if they see a number next to your name. If they anything else, they just don't got the time to do it. They don't got the time to beat on the Georgia Tech. But when it comes to Florida State and UNC, all of a sudden, you know, I, I feel like Beyonce, the Tar Heels have a problem. 
when they come to them, them who's coming through, the Tar Heels have a problem. Oh, my gosh. NC State beat Boston College 82-61. Not much to say here other, other than that NC State took care of business, which is what they're supposed to do it, ahead of that North Carolina matchup, as you mentioned. It was just one of those games that's on the docket, but you got you to gotta pull it out, and they did. Absolutely. You got to show up in ACC every single game. For those of you who don't remember, this same Boston College team beat them last year. So if you don't, if you sleep, if you sleep in this conference, oh, don't worry. Nobody's going to hit the snooze button for you, baby. They'll let you sleep right on your way to a loss. So good job by Westmore and company not overlooking this team headed into a big primetime matchup um, this this week. Louisville beat Pitt 77 to 58. Louisville team again taking care of business, flying under the radar to me nationally, but quietly one of the better programs, even despite having that big Haley Van Lift departure, who is struggling because their team lost against Mississippi State. But what do I know? She's not a point guard. That's the problem. They got to play. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. The reality, let's talk about who is still in the ACC. I'll tell you what, this Louisville team can fly as under the radar as they want nationally. In the ACC, you better put some respect on their names. Very you better put some respect on it. Yeah, sure, they might not have won the, the more recent ACC championships due to that NC State run of back-to-back-to-back at Virginia Tech last year. I'm telling you, put some respect on this team's name. It's never a doubt when it comes to Louisville. You're going to have a tough out on your hands. Absolutely. Duke and Miami. Talk about putting respect on someone's name. Miami. Taking care of business against the Blue Devils, 64 to 58. Even though that the Blue Devils, I feel like they are just right there. They are frustrating. They don't have, you know, the A-list names, but they definitely have a A-list coach who is trying to get the best out of them. They're finding ways to win at sometimes, and they're just really coming up short in others. But I still want to circle that that program because they are they are just there. But credit to Miami for the big win. The unfortunate thing for Duke, they hear this conference at like one of the worst times to be in the ACC for women's basketball in terms of like, if you want to compete and win, what do I mean by that? You are looking at so many teams that are so deep, so talented, so good that you can look up any night and nine times out of 10, you're going to be playing somebody ranked. You're going to be playing somebody that's very, very good or that's beaten somebody ranked. And so with that being said, you know, at the end of the day, I, I really do feel bad for Duke and, and all the departures that they've had recently. But credit to Miami. They did what they needed to do. They showed up, got themselves a win here. And I'll tell you, Miami is another one of those teams. They're going to get into the tournament. They have a, the resume that argues very hard for, hey, a win over a top 10 team in NC State. They've got a win against Duke here. They've got a couple other wins. I want to say Mississippi State earlier in the year. They've got the case. They've got the argument. Which Miami team are we going to get in the tournament zone? The question. 100%. We'll end here with Florida State beating Georgia Tech 78-67 to Nia Lotson. That's that. We talk about Georgia A more, right? We talk about some of the best of the best here in this country. Her name should be on that list always. Lassen got that dog in her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and – I'm, some people are going to get mad at me for saying this. I'm going to say it. Her and Timpson are a poor man's version of the Walmart version of Amor and Kidney. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. The only difference 
The only difference is this the inverse on on importance here, and mm-hmm. that Latson is the one that is the 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 stirrer of the drink, and Timson is the one that you know she brings that big intimidating presence down low. She hits the boards extremely hard, but Latson is the one that if you can't stop her, good Maybe. luck. Yeah, good luck. Percent agree. Clemson beat Wake Forest seventy three to fifty nine. It's just been that kind of year for Wake Forest and an up and down one for the Tigers, but nevertheless, you know it's always good to win. You know in this conference, especially yeah. as we get ready for NCAA tournament play, ACC tournament play. I just think it's setting us up for very much. You just don't know who's going to get it because any team that you scroll on this roster is beatable. Every single one. That's what makes it exciting. Absolutely. And every team can beat these folks. I mean, that's the reality. You yeah. can't sit up here and play and act like, well, I just told you about Boston College beating NC State last year. But even this year, we've seen, I just told you about Virginia beating UNC and Florida State. There are so many teams in this conference that even if you consider them a quote unquote bottom dweller, go to sleep on that bottom dweller if you want to. Go to sleep and say, oh, yeah, we we got ourselves an easy win. Okay. All right. You're going to find out exactly how easy that win is when you're walking out with a loss. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Because at the end of the day, that's why they play the game. We've got more to go over this week. We have plenty of content to get to you, especially when it comes to football, men's basketball, and a lot of great games to be played. You don't want to miss any of it. So make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from wherever you love to enjoy your podcast. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next.